and welcome back. You're listening to Soul Dancer, the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth. And in this show, we're going to dive into some of the most juiciest, yummiest stuff. And what is that juicy stuff? It's the results of following your passion, following your bliss. Now, I say this because over the years, I've had a number of people who have engaged me as a private coach or a counselor or a spiritual guide, and they all know that they really want more in life, but they're absolutely, definitely afraid of following through with it. Well, tonight, I'm going to share with you a number of different stories that take a leap of faith with less worry, with less doubt, and a lot more excitement. So grab onto your hats, be prepared to listen to some interesting ideas, and we're also going to talk with a person who has also taken a leap of faith. His name is Mark Macy. I've known Mark Macy for three years, and he's also part of an organization that I am part of that's helping people retire their poor health one day, one step at a time. So with that in mind, I'd like to introduce Mark as well on the line. Mark, you with us? I'm here. Hey, welcome aboard, Mark. Why don't you just give a one-minute uh, introduction, and then we'll dive into the question. Well, I, am, I live on the west coast of Canada. I live on Vancouver Island. I'm a school bus driver. I was in 07. I was 400 pounds, and I did take a leap of faith and started something I had no nothing of, and it completely transformed my life. Tonight, we're kind of molding two different topics into one. One is more of the taking a leap of faith in general, and the second is taking a leap of faith in to follow your dreams, follow your passion. And I selected Mark to join us for this call tonight because, quite honestly, he's doing both at the same time. And I thought we'd explore that concept a little bit further. Let's first start out with, Mark, would you share what your biggest concern was with your health, taking that leap of faith of starting down the path of becoming healthier. My biggest concern about my health was a, was a pine box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at 400 pounds, I was struggling with so many things. I've been lucky and fortunate through most of my life that there was nothing chronic or nothing, but my doctor warned me that I could have this or that or a number of different things if I didn't start taking care of myself and I didn't really listen to him because I was okay in my mind. But really... In reality, I was starting to see the signs of, of problems that were going to drive me right into a pine box. I mean, I was reclusive. I was 400 pounds. I had, had an exercise. I walked up my stairs to my bedroom, and my heart rate would go from, which was high for me, for, from 85 to 100 in 13 stairs. Maybe yeah. Actually, probably more than that, because now I think about it, it it was kind of like when I got to the gym, I understood where my heart was. It probably went to 115 or 120 and 13 stairs. I was asking for it. I knew I knew it in a sense, but I just didn't have a way in my mind that I could do anything about it because I knew taking weight off was a slow process. Any of the other times I'd tried it, one or two pounds a week, I could be a couple years at it, and I could—I've never been able to sustain anything that long. 
where I hadn't been able to change my lifestyle in the previous attempts to a point where I could not worry about my weight again. One of your leaps of faith, and it sounds like is on this process, you let the past go and decided to try again? Absolutely. I looked at the ways I'd done in my before and the things held me back and I just couldn't see myself doing it. But when I was, someone was talking about it with a method that, that they had been using that they knew in their heart that would help me. And I really didn't have much time for it, but her, her sensibility was, she came from a place of her heart and bit by bit by bit, that just sunk in until I got to my lowest moment. And when I finally realized that I had to be here for my grandkids, I just, I couldn't continue to do what I was doing. When I made my leap, I leaped towards her because of her heart. It was the best thing that's ever happened in my life. So now we have item number two. The first item was, is you decided to let your past be your past. Mm -hmm. And your second item was, is you started listening with your heart. And when you connected with that heart energy with another person, you felt more confident in taking that leap. Absolutely. I definitely had a trust. And I had no idea what she was going to bring to me, bring to the table as far as a method for me to lose weight. But I knew she was bringing her, her passion and compassion for me and her passion to change lives. And it just brought it right to me. And, and it just opened my eyes instantly that things could change. And I already, just from her energy, I was able to to take that first step, which I'd been reluctant to do for decades, probably. Thankfully, I I listened. And you listened to a point to where your leap of faith ended up with $10,000 in your hands, physically. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little more than that. How'd that I, uh, well, there was a, attached to the ten thousand was another twenty five hundred dollars shopping spree, which I was managed to get, plus a trip to Las Vegas for two, which was for about five days or so, five or six days, which was pretty nice. So yeah, the cash was a lot of fun. It was when I brought it home, I had a little briefcase, and I'd take I'd take it into town. I had probably eleven or twelve thousand dollars in cash in uh, usually in $50 bills and I'd take it to my grocery store I said ask a friend to come over or maybe my teller I said take a look at this what do you think and I'd open up this thing and there'd all be this cash would be there and they'd go that's that's not real is it (laughs) surprise yeah I'm going to pay for my groceries with that by the way (laughs) it was such a there couldn't have been a better timing for me personally to have that sort of cash arrive in my on my lap, really, because I've got seven kids and I struggle financially, or had been, or have been struggling financially ever since I started having kids and bought a house, and it's just always been, how do I get the next mortgage payment paid, and or fall a bit behind, and then a magic would happen and I'd catch right back up. Well, that was magic when that entered my life. Now we have step number three in how we see a leap of faith being rewarding. The first step, once again, for those just listening, is you let your past go. You don't compare about what you're going about to do with what you've done. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily line up. 
Number two is you listen. You listen more closely. You listen with your heart. And number three, when you do, you get rewarded. You get yeah. rewarded. Now, your your case is a little bit unique, Mark, because you did win a prize that was one of the first prizes that company came, gave out. However, I have to assume that I know what that contest was like, and I know that part of the award process was reading a written submission, and I would imagine they listened to your heartfelt story, and that's what puts you over the top. Yeah, there's two two parts of that. A, my rewards were far more, I put far more value on the rewards I won in the fact that I gained freedom physically. I gained my life back. I reclaimed so many things that I value more than the cash. Oh, sure. But, sure. but I also, a friend that got me involved, he said, the day I, she came to my home and offered the products and I accepted, she said, there's this contest. And she said, look, if you're going to do this contest, she just found out about it. She says, you're going to win. There's no two ways about it. And she is a, she's the mother of two Olympic wrestlers uh, from the United States. And they've had the most incredible and amazing careers in wrestling around the world. She just said, it's a simple statement, but it was exactly what she believed. Uh-huh. She said, when we go to a tournament and we go to wrestle, there is no way anybody can when they look at you, they're going to go, there's no way they can think they can win. You're going to put in a presentation that they're going to look at, and then there's no way that they can, they'll take that, they'll take that presentation and put it on a one table as the grand prize winner, and then there'll be everybody else. And from all reports, that's exactly what happened. When they read mm. the story, when they went through the presentation, of how we sent it in and how it all worked and the way the presentation was written, it was definitely from my heart that the, the president of the company, or vice president of the company, was in tears and said, okay, this is our winner, let's figure out the rest. But it was only because my good friend Marilyn said from the very first day that I was going to win and I said, okay, Marilyn, whatever. But I listened to what she said, and she, as she coached me through, each of those little leaps was into a, a new realm of, of a way of thinking, and, and it's certainly transformed my life in a number of different ways in that department. Well, well now, which is also now we're bringing up a fourth item now that is intriguing. Just recapping, one again, letting your past go as you take this leap of faith, just know that everything is different. It's just not necessary to look at your past. Two, look at how you're communicating and look at how you're listening. And if you're doing it from a heart-based level, then it seems like rewards of some type show up. The third was to celebrate those rewards. Fourth, Mark, you just brought up another very good point, and that is you can't do this alone. When you take a leap of faith, you really do need to have someone to be there for you or a number of people to be there for you to help you along your path. True? Oh, absolutely. I had a number of people that were in my camp and uh, not in my camp so much as that just wanted to do whatever they could for me to to see success first in my hope of 
taking these extra pounds off. I mean, I lost 170 pounds. And then, but all along the way, there was somebody there backing me up. I could phone them. I could talk to them, and they could they would phone me. They would encourage me. I actually went past that. I went past just my two friends and asked for support from my teller at the bank and the people at the grocery store and the people I work with. And I actually put a, a I got a sheet that I had written on. Please help me uh, help me release 170 pounds. Just give me a word of a word of encouragement or support. And I asked uh-huh. them her name, whereabouts are from, and a word of encouragement. And by the time I had this contest done, and it was about 113 days, I had almost 2,000 signatures of support from my community. And oh, how fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, that made a huge difference for me because it put me in, it kept me in focus because these guys, I, they were strangers, people from all over the world, and were, would say, okay, we want you to succeed and we want and they'd leave this great little line of encouragement and I could go back on those times when I was having maybe thinking of making a poor decision and I'd go look these <laughs> there's a couple thousand people here hoping for me to change my life and I thought okay well if, I, I can I can listen to their hearts love it now this now dives into the second part of what we have been talking about earlier, and that is following your bliss. And what you are doing now is actually setting you up to where you can do more by just following your hearts. True? True. Because I've had some success with this, some people would come to me and say, well, what are you doing? I, whatever you're doing, I want some of that. And and I have friends that are in the same circumstance as me. And I would share what I was doing, and along the way I'd have a few rewards, and it usually came in the form of a of a nice little commission check. And it's gotten to the point now where it's freeing me up to help more people. And, uh-huh. and as, that, as that continues, it's just getting bigger and bigger for me to be able to if I'm sharing my story, I'm sharing my heart, and I'm going out there and showing people that I'm just a bus driver, anybody can do this. There's nothing that can hold you back if you make a decision. All it's going to take is a matter of time. And if, if you're willing, then I'm 100% behind you, and I'll be part of your support. And, and as that has happened, those checks seem to have gotten bigger and more people have come onto the passion of helping others reclaim their lives. And as that grows, my ability to share my story and get out there in front of people is is just increased and is changing lives as we speak. So it sounds like following your bliss didn't come without a few fears, however. Do you recall, other than the fear of the pine box, what were some of those initial difficult first steps to following your dream? The first difficulties were actually falling back into what other people think, thought I could and couldn't do. Ah, okay. You know, I, I was being coached. There was a belief system I had. I didn't know what type of results I would get. I didn't know they were going to be crazy, exciting, and 
life-changing in a short period of time. But I knew if I followed this plan and I followed the help that I was given that something would happen. But everybody else has their yeah buts. You know, oh, I, mean, yeah. I don't know, but that doesn't seem to make sense to me. That's where my leap was okay. I, I had that leap mm. faith. And whatever they were, whatever dream stealing they could do, I let them have that. I stay focused straight ahead with uh-huh. eye to eye, heart to heart with my friends that, that saw what was happening, that were coaching me through this. And I let the other ones fall by the wayside and let the proof be in the pudding. You might think different here in a month. And they did. Is when they saw the results and they saw that I was feeling better. They saw that things were changing. Well, in the two and a half years since I started, I've done two triathlons. I've done training for my third. I can do what I want. And they look at that and they go, oh, my God, I remember when you couldn't you wouldn't even get out of the car, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> you know? uh-huh. <laughs> there was times that if, if it was too far to walk, I just not wouldn't go with the family and or even with friends. They knew at work, they saw me struggling to go upstairs to the coffee room or get some, in, you know, instruction on what to do for the day. And they saw me walking across the, the parking lot and, not wanting to have to go back to the gut because that was twice as far. And no, uh, right. when they saw that it wasn't very much longer that I was almost running across, <laughs> they say, well, okay. I didn't believe it at first, but I believe it now. And and now I'm they're sharing this, the same story with their friends. Perfect. So for those listening in, one of the things that I hope you're picking up from tonight's presentation about following your passions, taking that leap of faith is, yeah, some gremlins may creep in. Yeah, you may get some friends and family that are very skeptical because they're busy reminding you of what you've done and it didn't work or what you could do and what are all the complications. Even in light of all of that, in light of all of the less than supportive help, you just listened to Mark share with you a pretty remarkable story that not only has he regained his life back, he is more healthier. Mark, would you say you're more healthier now than how old? Well, I'm 52 now, and I can't remember feeling this good, so I would say I'm feeling more like I'm 35-ish. Sure. No, at that time how I felt. It was uh, a time when I actually did have an opportunity to feel like I was in shape and my my shape and my body were in pretty good, I was in pretty good shape. I'm feeling pretty much like that. That, uh, you know, and I'm, but it's not just how physically I feel, it's how mentally I feel that that there's a lot ahead of me and there's nothing holding me back. I can see that I'll be walking and talking well my grandpa was a hundred, so I'm gonna I'm gonna beat him out. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna be walking and talking and playing golf at 110. Let's put it that way. So long as I don't get hit by a bus. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Or or more cash doesn't fall on you. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you you've taken those leaps of faith, even in spite of some less than positive support, and you're feeling better than you have been in 15 some years, emotionally and physically. 
there's there's a reason why when people dive into that leap of faith, we seem to rally to our senses. We rally to what we feel inside, not think inside, feel inside. And that heart feeling that when when Mark, I'd have to imagine that when you stop and reflect on just how much your life has changed, I imagine your heart beats faster in a healthier way just knowing that you've made these accomplishments. Oh, there, there's no doubt that things have changed that way. When I when I look back and I see where I was, I mean, it, it'll bring, it brings chills all the little miracles I went through some days. It kind of came to me t- in 1976. I was a pretty much a kid. And I had the opportunity to uh, run the Olympic torch. And, of course, it's uh, 2000, almost 2010. The Olympics are here in British Columbia. And my young neighbor, uh, friends with all my kids, ran the Olympic torch today. And when he came by my house so proudly with that Olympic torch, that brought those feelings back. And then the hair just rose up on my, my arms. And I had wanted to run the torch this year, but I didn't get the opportunity. But through him, I could, I could, see, I could see that happening. And, but it wasn't so much that, but I, those are the feelings that I claimed, right, that I could have done. Mm. I, it's it's an exciting, a very exciting thing to be able to think two years ago, I couldn't have walked it, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. But I could have if I wanted to run the run the torch this year but it was very nice to see those are the type of feelings when I, when I see get the goosebumps and the hairs rise up on my my arm and my neck and I go oh my god look at how things have changed then I just go right to a moment of gratitude and I go oh thank you so much to so many people that have helped me and then it, then it makes all the difference mark in the few minutes that we have remaining I was just curious if you were to meet someone who was literally on that edge, they're taking their leap of faith, and they, they're flipping a coin, take it or don't take it, what would you advise them if they've gotten the, the side that says, don't take it? Well, you've come this far. When someone's come that far and they're, they're just looking over that edge and then they, they back up and, then uh-huh. they, and they, you're, you're going, it's not as big a step as you think. I, I, I know how I, I I do know exactly how they feel. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I backed away from a number of opportunities because of all sorts of things many times in my life, and it's usually my own doing. You know, like is like all I have to do is get out to the end of the driveway and take one step, and then I'm going for a walk. That's all I have to do, and I wouldn't do it. And it, it wasn't so much denial; it was just I, I just don't know what happened. But if you find the place in your heart that I had to find, for me, it was about being here for my grandkids, I would have taken a running leap, not just a step. Mm-hmm. To make that happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the why has to be deep in your heart to know that it's bigger than you. This it has to happen because the world there's there's something bigger in the world that you need to be part of. 
and and so you need to take that step for for other people because they need you. That's know. a very powerful reminder that leaps of faith do impact many other people, and nine out of ten those people will be there to support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if like I say, I mean, my greatest fear was a pine box, and I was looking at it when when I started thinking about it and. And when when my I actually my son had the strength to say to me, Dad, you've got to do something. You've got to be here for my kids. And it was through tears. And I haven't seen him with any sort of personal emotion in like he was only 22. I haven't uh-huh. seen him in that type of emotion since he was five. Wow. And it was never about a concern. When then it was because he scraped his knee, but. So probably I really never seen him have that type of emotion. It was a concern for me, but it, honestly, it wasn't a concern for me. It was a concern for the kids he didn't have. Mm. He wanted his children to have a grandfather. Got it. And he doesn't have kids. He'd already taken that leap to say, "Look, this is important to my grandchildren that you are here. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way." And when he did that, so then my why was so huge that nothing was going to stop me. You know, I would have done everything to make this happen. And uh, fortunately for me, I walked right into the best thing in my life. Perfect. So it just all aligned. And so as we begin to conclude the call, what I'd encourage people to do is Mark talks about finding your why. And often when I'm coaching people, I ask them to not only find their why, but also, equally important, their how. Mark found his why. He found his why because, well, there was two whys. The first why was he didn't want to be in a fine box. The second why was because he felt compelled to be around for his son's grandkids, of which his son has many years to go yet to find that. The how also showed up for Mark. As soon as he got focused, that how was a program that to this day he is engaged, and that program is also allowing him now to expand beyond some of the financial planning that he's done in the past to move from there's not enough to there's always enough. Is that a fair summary, Mark? I would say so, yeah. If there's anything that's happened in, in over the last couple of years, it's exactly that, from a place of of, of despair uh, physically and financially to a place where now I have optimism to a point where freedom's just around the next corner. Well put, Mark. Well put. Thank you again for sharing this transformative story. For those who are wondering, how does this relate to pay me what I'm worth? Your health is one of the most valuable assets, if not the most valuable asset you have. I have met extraordinarily financially wealthy people who have told me firsthand, based on my work as a social worker, they'd give up every cent they had to get their health back. But because they were faced with a terminal, aggressive illness, 
there's nothing really they could do about it. No amount of money in the world, no amount of time in the world was going to restore their health. And as they took a trip down memory lane and they saw how they needed to take that leap of faith that we've talked about years, decades earlier, there was considerable regret. At what cost are you going to get to before you take your leap of faith? Are you going to risk losing your health? Will you risk the health of other people in your life? For example, when I was getting close to 325 pounds, a dear friend took the risk of confronting me and saying, Soul, I'm going to have to part paths with you because it's killing me to watch you kill yourself. The way you eat, your lack of exercise, what you're doing, you're killing yourself. You're going to die before you're 40, and I, I just can't be part of that. And that rattled my cage enough to go, wait a minute. I realized that I was a big boy. I didn't realize that my own health impacted the people's lives that care for me. In 2013, I've combined both Pay Me What I'm Worth and the Isogenics program that I continue to use since 2004. I, too, have retired over 125 pounds. For those listening in, if you want a double-barreled program to help you take a solid leap of faith to not only restore your health, but begin looking at how you can become financially independent as well, and I know that this sounds like one of those schemes. If you have that type of attitude in your head right now that, oh, that sounds like one of those schemes, I'm glad you will never call me. <laughs> For those who listen to my past radio shows, which we're going on three years now, the level of genuine material that you're hearing from these shows, if you're still skeptic about who I am and what I'm doing, I can guarantee you you'll, another 30 years will go by and you'll continue to be skeptic and you may be in that pine box. Take that leap of faith. Let's look at how we can help you not only become more healthier, but become more wise in how you use the most valuable asset you have, your health, along with the next most valuable asset you have, your time. This is Old Answer. Thanks for listening. Give me a call directly at 312-268-0000. Again, 312-268-ALL-ZEROS. I'm actually hiring. If you need a job, we need to talk. Aloha. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.